Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity, help for handling hijackles, those difficult, toxic, and often disturbing people in your life. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor, and I'm here for you. You'll get the insight, skills, strategies, and support to stop tolerating verbal and emotional abuse, whether it's happening now or it happened to you in the past, maybe by a parent, partner, ex, relative, or even a co-worker. Time to take life back, to recover and to rediscover you, your values, dreams, desires, and realize them in healthy ways in healthy relationships. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to Save Your Sanity, Help for Handling Hijackles. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, and I'm glad you're here. So settle in, invite your friends to listen, and if you find this podcast helpful, leave us a review on iTunes. You need help right away or want to talk to me, visit forrelationshiphelp.com. Today we're going to talk about 12 signs, 12, that you are in a love-hate relationship and you need some help. So um, these are important things to notice, and they would be with any relationship. And so when you met this person, he or she seemed confident, charming, and challenging in a kind of intriguing way, right? And now he or she just seems like a jerk. And when you met this person, she seemed mysterious and delightfully unpredictable, and she kept you guessing in an intriguing way. And now she seems like an alien. Love-hate relationships seem funny and even romantic, but only in the movies. But in real life, they wreak havoc on your health and your happiness. You know that because that's why you're listening today. You're not happy. So once you're in seriously involved with a chronically difficult person, a relentlessly difficult person, you'll second guess yourself constantly. And you'll even question your sanity whenever you try to solve just everyday issues with your partner or that parent or whomever it is. And it's important to know that because of their early life situations, it's not that your partner won't play nicely. He or she can't play nicely and you can't make them either and big caveat here you can't fix them yes it's frustrating you bend you're considerate you overextend you make excuses you give them space you give them support you give in you don't expect too much but nothing makes a difference it's infuriating And the happy relationship you hoped for feels miserable and sometimes even hopeless. So remember that little Mother Goose nursery rhyme kind of captured the essence of this problem. There was a little girl who had a little curl right in the middle of her forehead. And when she was good, she was very, very good. But when she was bad, she was horrid. So remember that boy or girl, the issue is the same. You fall in love or you're born to them and they seem sometimes to be very, very good and they question your judgment when they're horrid. 
And the longer you interact with them, the more horrid seems to show up, making you forget the very, very good parts. Twisting yourself up like a pretzel to conform to the twisted expectations is crazy-making. You may even have been so well-raised that you think, if only I were more patient, more nurturing, more kind and understanding, then this crazy-making would stop. You look to yourself as the first source of the problem, and that's a good start. But in this case, you know it's time to stop that. You need to look squarely at these 12 traits I'm going to talk to you about today and see what's happening in the relationship. And then you'll know why you may need more information and stronger skills to manage the relationship in healthy ways. So trait number one is these people make you question if you can trust them. You want to believe you're safe with them. But way too often you find that there are cracks in the foundation and your faith and your trust is misplaced. They go so far as to make you feel like a bad person for not trusting them. And yet so clearly, you know, you cannot trust them. So number two, communication with them is vague. Nothing ever seems to be permanently pinned down. Everything is in flux. Decisions you think you made together, they get changed or negated or twisted. And that leaves you twisting in the wind. Number three, they have no real interest in stopping the conflicts you have. In fact, they see bound and determined to keep them going. And you're right. These people thrive on conflict. They create conflict and they want to keep things in a state of uncertainty and chaos. That gives them more power. Number four, this is a sad one. They won't let you get close to them emotionally. As soon as you get too close by their standards and their definition, they seem to have to do something to break the connection. Yet they tell you, that you are the one who's emotionally distant. Nasty. Number five, they make it feel unsafe to talk about difficult issues and to disclose any vulnerabilities. You want that closeness. You want to be able to let somebody in, and yet it's unsafe. People in committed relationships rightfully expect to get closer and closer to their partners. And people with these traits are frightened of closeness. So while all the time they're expressing that they don't get enough closeness, they're afraid of it. So they push you away and yet demand that you stay. Number six, they blame you for everything. Everything is always your fault. You've noticed, right? (laughs) No matter what the situation, it will always come down to being your fault. It is never their fault. And if by chance you are not the one blamed, then it will be the weather, the family, the office, the government, or even God. Number seven, they avoid problem-solving conversations. And after a while of trying and trying and trying, you might be avoiding them too. Because everything ends up being your fault. So you finally give up and too often you likely give in. And it's exhausting trying to be rational with them. Number eight, 
They cannot allow you to be right in any situation. The way their minds work is that if they allowed you to be right, that would automatically make them wrong. And that's not going to happen. So even in the smallest detail factor insight, they will, at a minimum, discount your opinion or your view or the remotest possibility that you could be right. And you've noticed they have to have the last word too. These things beginning to sound familiar? That's why I'm giving you a list so that you can just chime in and realize, yes, this is what's going on. So number nine, they act on assumptions and presumptions about your ideas and your feelings and your motives and your needs. They don't ask you directly. They tell you what you think and feel and need and want. And this is most disconcerting, isn't it? Because they honestly believe, because they need to believe, that they know you better than, sooner than, and in more depth than you know yourself. Of course, they have to do this because they're always right and you're always wrong, right? Number 10, they act on feelings, not on facts. Now, this is a major trait that leads to crazy making. Just because they feel something, they think it constitutes a fact, the way it is for you and everyone else. It's like that old statement, you, you remember that a, a sweater is something a mother puts on her child when the mother is cold? Whether or not the child is cold has nothing to do with it. The mother feels cold, therefore it is cold, therefore the child needs a sweater. It has nothing to do with facts, only feelings. And for the high conflict person, that hijackal, those feelings are the facts. Sad. Hard to deal with. Number 11, they refuse and they're likely incapable of self-reflection. So when you're so busy making assumptions about your partner and knowing that your partner is always wrong, why bother with being introspective or self-reflection? Also, of course, self-reflection is for courageous people who are not afraid of life and people with the traits that you're, dis you're noticing in your partner or your parent, they're terrified by the idea of looking inward because they cannot be at fault. They can't find fault. They can't take responsibility for anything that they do. They're not accountable for anything they do. So naturally, they refuse to be self-reflective. And number 12, and of course, there are way more than 12, but I wanted to share these big ones with you today. They operate from fear at all times. That's why every disagreement is a possible war. Yeah, you kind of get shy of even bringing up something that's going to cause conflict because it may cause a war. And they do have a way of going from zero to 60 with their mismanaged emotions. And you don't want to risk that some days. But they're too fearful to have a conversation they can't control. And that's why nothing is ever their fault. They're petrified that it is a possibility that something could be their fault. And so therefore, they're always operating from fear. So if these traits set off alarm bells for you, or, or at least bells of recognition, don't panic. When your partner has these traits, you will either argue a lot, 
or one of you will shut down or withhold or dish out that nasty silent treatment. None of those strategies work. You know that. And if you love your partner or your parent or whomever it is you're having this difficulty with, you want the relationship to work. But you'll need some expert help to shift your thinking and to move away from blame and establish some new patterns of interaction. And unfortunately, you're going to have to be the one who does the work because they're not going to do it. Even if they pretend that they want to and they go to a professional with you, they're going to the professional to get the professional to side with them, not to fix the problem. You know, I see people all over the world in relationships and getting out of them. And this is common. That's what they want. They want to get the professional on their side and rewound the person that brought them to counseling in the first place. So you'll need some help to figure all this out. And unfortunately, you're, as I said, you're going to have to be the one who makes some changes, but you're going to make those changes to empower yourself. And only then will you know what's possible for the relationship. Partners with these traits, these 12 traits I've been talking about today, are living in fear and fighting for their lives. They really are. These very real fears, they play out in repeated patterns. And even an argument about where to have dinner is a must-win situation for them. They develop these traits early in their life because they needed them to survive. And they have these as defense mechanisms. That's why they can't play nicely, not just that they won't. So if you're in a committed relationship with a relentlessly difficult person, a hijackal, who has many of these traits I've described, don't despair. I've helped many clients move from pain to possibility, even though their partners did not do much changing. So do the work. You'll be much better for it. You'll be happier. And you'll understand the relationship dynamics in a new way. Whether you stay or you go, it will be healthy for you. And you'll feel empowered, which is a much better way to leave a relationship if that's what you choose to do. So the crazy making behaviors may still persist, but you can put an end to second guessing yourself and questioning your sanity. Underneath, he is still confident and charming, and she is still mysterious and delightful, but you need help. You cannot solve this on your own. You need help to see it from the outside. Divorce is not the only answer. So get the right information and insights by getting relationship help right away. Don't wait, because this is your life going by and you can't get this help any younger. And by the way, if you're dating someone with these traits, take a step back now and reassess. Get that perspective fixed. So I hope you'll continue listening to know more about getting the help you need to handle hijackles more effectively. I'm always here for you and you can visit at For Relationship Help or on YouTube at For Relationship Help. Talk soon. Stay well. I'm so glad you spent this time with me today. I hope you heard something that touched your heart and empowered you to move forward. You can have the life and relationships that you most want, and that begins with you within you today. I'm always here for you. Life can get better, and you heard that from me, the Relationship Help Doctor. 
I'm Roberta Shaler, and I work with clients throughout the world through video conferencing. We can talk. So learn more at 4relationshiphelp.com, F-O-R-relationshiphelp.com, or visit me on YouTube at 4relationshiphelp. Join me for next week's show. Bye.